It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCW in Sitka. Today is Tuesday, May 25th. I'm Meredith Reddick with Raven News. Between May 18 and May 24, Sitka reported six new COVID-19 cases, according to city data. Five of the new patients were residents, ranging in age from a patient in her 20s to one in her 50s. All in all, Sitka has reported 377 coronavirus cases. As of Monday, three of those cases are active. When the Sitka Assembly meets tonight, it will consider a proposal from She Attica Incorporated to lease 17 acres of city-owned property on Halibut Point Road near Old Sitka. If the Assembly approves, Sitka's Urban Native Corporation plans to partner with a newly formed concession, Adventure Sitka, to develop the property into a tourism attraction. Carl Potts is the CEO of Shiatica. He spoke with KCAW reporter Catherine Rose about the project that could break ground as soon as this summer if the Assembly gives it the green light. So when the Sitka Assembly meets this week, they're reviewing your proposal to lease 17 acres of city-owned land out Halibut Point Road. Right now, you're calling that project the Harbor Point Cruise Development Project. I'd love some more background on it. Um, How did this project come to be? What we want to do, and and let me explain a little bit about who the we is. Um, Chris McGraw and Dennis McDonald have created a an organization called Adventure Sitka. Uh, as you know, uh, the McGraw family owns and operates uh, the Halibut Point Marine Services, which is euphemistically known as the cruise docks um, at HPR. And Chris and Dennis approached Shiatica a year or so ago and asked if we might be interested in working with them to develop a 17-acre parcel uh, that the city and borough of Sitka currently own that is in the same general areas as the cruise ship docks are currently. The purpose essentially is to develop a recreational tourism and cultural product package that the cruise passengers who are coming off the, the cruise ships can have access to and participate in, in addition, of course, to what's already present in the the community of Sitka. So day-to-day, what does that look like? What kinds of activities are going to be out there for tourists? The design and the operations of the the program are basically twofold. We'll have a cultural component to it where you've got uh, various activities, whether it's um, gardening, traditional gardening methods, uh, food preparation. We've talked with STA about uh, their interest in in sponsoring and and promoting some of those more traditional type things. The other aspect to it is that we know that many of the passengers to the community are are physically active and are looking for recreational opportunities in addition to the the hiking and biking and walking that are available. Uh, We're designing what we'll call an aerial adventure uh, we'll have many, many zip lines, uh, some kayaking, canoeing, th- those types of, of activities for people to, to just get out and stretch your legs. Some may have concerns that developing more tourist attractions near the cruise ship terminal could draw tourists away from downtown Sitka and affect our economy. Does your proposal account for that? And, and if so, how? Right, and I think that's where the locally led part
part of our, our mission statement comes in, Catherine, is that uh, we are very sensitive uh, so that the, the owners and the developers of this project live in the community. We work in the community. We play in the community. And we want to enhance the livability. We want this project to enhance the livability of, of the community um, in, in total. And so we've talked with a number of t- operators, tour operators in, in the area, uh, business owners, retailers, community members, and the intention is to create a program, again, that it does not duplicate what's already here. It just enhances it. We're very much integrating and planning the, the project so that it's going to work to benefit the collective whole of the community. It's looking like 2022 is actually going to be a boom tourism year for Sitka. Projections are recently suggesting upwards of 400,000 cruise ship passengers. So should the assembly give you the green light, what's your timeline? We can begin this year, pick up with our planning and do the construction and have everything ready to go by May of 2022. However, the caveat is that we need to have authorization, basically site control, late June, early July, because there's permitting. Uh, we've got to get our crews situated because we'll be pre-selling this, these packages to the, the cruise ships during, over the winter of 2021 and 22. And so we've got to have some sense, some level of comfort knowing that we're selling something that passengers will be able to uh, and participate in. That was She Attica CEO Carl Potts giving Catherine Rose an overview of the Harbor Point Cruise Development Project. She Attica has proposed leasing the 17 acres of city-owned property for $50,000 a year, plus $4 per customer toward the city. The Sitka Assembly will consider She Attica's proposal at its regular meeting tonight. You can view the full proposal on our website at kcw.org and catch the Assembly's discussion by tuning into Raven Radio at 6 p.m. tonight, following Alaska News Nightly. The leaders of Southeast Alaska's Regional Native Corporation are asking its shareholders to approve the creation of a type of tax shelter called a trust. See Alaska says the proposal would help lower shareholders' tax rates on the dividends they receive. But some shareholders worry that the tax tool is vaguely defined and would leave too much power in the board's hands. Coast Alaska's Jacob Resnick reports. Sea Alaska's philosophy around investments has always been one based on our native values. That's Sea Alaska Chief Executive Anthony Malott in a two-minute video produced by the corporation. Settlement trusts are a tool used by big companies, and in this case, Sea Alaska's board of directors would do double duty as the trustees who would control how any money transferred into the trust would be shared and spent. That's important to more than 20,000 Sea Alaska shareholders who receive regular dividend payments based on the corporation's financial performance. Those same shareholders have final say over this plan, which is being put to a vote as a resolution in June. At a recent virtual forum, Malat promised that nothing would really change for shareholders if the trust was created. The, the calculation of the dividend amounts, uh, the calculation based on per share stays the same, paying the dividend out twice a year stays the same. Uh, so it'll just 
flow through the trust as opposed to getting a check directly from Sea Alaska. But some shareholders say they've read Sea Alaska's 14-page proposal and see some red flags, like language that would give the board broad authority to decide the amount of future payouts as well as who would receive them. The trustees may distribute some, all, or none of the net income, accumulated net income, or principal of the trust to the beneficiaries. That's the text word for word, read by Joan D'Angeli, a shareholder who says there's little recourse should the board decide to skip payments or pay some groups of shareholders more, others less. Well, this is a really big issue. I see the language not matching the kind words about what's going to continue. Vicki Sobolov worked for Sea Alaska as a financial officer for more than a decade. Now she's running for the board of directors as an independent candidate. She says she's on the fence about whether she'll vote in favor of the resolution. I feel that there are a lot of positive aspects potentially with passage of the trust. However, at this time also, there are many questions related to the trust and I don't feel, after speaking with shareholders, that they are comfortable voting yes. Sea Alaska's management declined interview requests, but released a statement that says every decision is made with shareholders in mind, and this one would ease their tax burden. Sea Alaska has organized several virtual meetings for shareholders, only fielding questions submitted via a chat window. Malat was asked by a shareholder why there's language that allows the trust to ignore an existing formula to pay dividends. The chief executive says that's because funds moved into the trust could be used to pay out scholarships, burial assistance, and other benefits with different payment structures. Uh, Dividends are not going to be diluted in their current form, uh, but it is possible that additional benefits get paid out of the trust that don't follow per share. But those are benefits that uh, that Sea Alaska shareholders are already very familiar with. Sea Alaska statement says that other native corporations already use settlement trusts with similar structures. Gold Belt, Juno's native corporation, is one such example. Its trust, established in 2019, defines special programs that can be paid out by the trust. But Sea Alaska's proposal doesn't go into such detail. It leaves everything up to the trustees to decide, and that worries shareholders like Dangeli. It's a big issue. It's one of the things, first things I spotted that I couldn't find consistent language matching what they're verbally telling us. The corporation says it will only require a simple majority of those voting for the resolution to pass. That's a lower bar than two shareholder resolutions opposed by the board that would reform how elections are run. Voting is already open for Sea Alaska's election for directors and resolutions. The final tally will happen at the Native Corporation's annual meeting on June 26. Reporting in Juneau, I'm Jacob Resnick. I'm Meredith Reddick, and this has been Raven News.